Welcome to Mind Your Biz, and we have Ron Sharon, a cybersecurity expert. How you doing, Ron? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm always good. I'm always good. So this is a big topic, right? Everyone's getting robbed, I feel like, from banks. Uh, you go to your local retail store, you're getting robbed. Uh, they're hacking into everywhere. So what's the big topic? What's, what's the real way to crack down on all this cyber thievery? What's, what's some of the broad strokes? Like, how can we stop this? Well, everybody can do their own part. Uh, Personal-wise, people can, uh, first of all, be careful of what they post um, online on their social networking um, sites. Social networking is the number one tool that uh, criminal hackers use to get informa more information about you, and that way they can get into your account. Just as an example, you take a picture of your son's school, and you say, my, my son, uh, first day of school, and you can see the school name. Um, and you can see the school uniform and one of your security questions could be what school does your uh, kid go to and bam hackers have your security question um, um, and th that's just by you posting things online uh, the second thing is always be careful of what you uh, you know what you click online the information you enter always pay attention to it don't click on weird links on your email uh, that you get don't click on and fill your information if, if somebody tells you you want a million dollars um, um, and all you need to do is just fill out this, uh, this little survey. Don't, don't do it. Just delete those emails and don't press on any kind of things that you're not supposed to press online. Gotcha. So anything foreign to you, stay away from it. Just stay away from it. Yeah. It's like straight, stranger danger. They, they, they teach us this in school. Straight, right. it, it applies, applies to social networking, stranger danger. Don't accept any invites from people you don't know. Stranger danger. Don't click on any emails you don't know. Stranger danger. It's, it's what they taught us applies to online board as well. Excellent. Now, now you have a background in military. Is that where you got this kind of security vibe in you? Like, is that where it started? Yeah, yeah. I served in the IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, for three years. I was, I mean, in, in the military police. And just being from Israel, you know, they, we get taught to be security oriented from a really young age. When I was like 12 or 11, they taught, they taught me, my parents taught me, hey, when you go up on a bus, you need to take a look around. See if there's a weird person wearing a jacket in a very hot day, having his hands in their pockets. Uh, so if you see that, you have to get off the bus. Um, so that's where um, my security orientation started, just being a young engineer, Israel, being in the IDF. Um, and I connected it of me just being a trinkster, liking to um, connect with computers, liking to uh, uh, take them apart and build them together. Um, and, and the cybersecurity and the computer world just connected to me from a very young age. Wow. Excellent. Well, wow. and that's crazy that at such a young age that you really got to be mindful of that. And people forget that in some parts of this world, you got to be alert. You have to be aware. Absolutely. Now, everyone knows about cybersecurity, but you, they know the big names, you know, the Nortons and, you know, the very streamlined commercial softwares that are inexpensive. How are some of the smaller companies able to compete and, and people like you, experts like you, able to compete with these big names that just spend billions of dollars advertising? Well, advertisement aside, you need to have a real knack for cybersecurity. You have to have the real feeling for it. Um, cyber criminals, they don't have degrees. They are not experts in you know, um, psychology or sociology. They just have, they're just in tune to people's reactions, they're just in tune to the to the technology. Um, so you, you don't have to spend millions and millions of dollars or 
uh, billions of dollars on research um, on these kind of um, activities. You have just you just have to be in tune to it, and it's it's not um, it's not that complicated. It's very it, it's 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 very kind of simple to to combat about it uh, to fight against um, um, cyber threats. You just need to be aware. You just need to have your right the right controls in place, the right things to do to, to prevent that from happening. Gotcha. Now, has, has there been, ever been any major hacks in history that you've noticed or that you've read that either you just, you found it amazing, just like, how did they do it? Or did you ever see something in the public eye where um, you said, wow, with just a few little things that probably could have been prevented? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, most of the big hacks you currently read about, the Colonial Pipeline, uh, CNA, all of these came down to very simple things. One of those was a password, a VPN password uh, and username that were not disabled. So an old password, in the, uh, an old username and a password that were not disabled, that nobody used for a while, um, and somebody found out how to get into that username and password because it didn't, um, it didn't, uh, nobody disabled it, they forgot. Um, one of them was a simple somebody, like again, got an email, clicked on a link, um, um, and infected the system. And, and we all remember the Target hack a long time ago, a couple of, well, not a long, like three or four years ago, a big hack in Target. Uh, what happened was somebody got into the systems of the, car, the credit card reading uh, software and was able to swipe credit card numbers. That happened because a vendor from um, one of the uh, Target vendors um, didn't have a secure system and they logged in to the unsecure system and in turn logged in into uh, the target system. Um, so these were all simple things to fix um, if they did it uh, before the hack. So how are these billion dollar companies not defending themselves against something as simple as it could be just erasing everybody's uh, username and passwords every month so they have to get some kind of approval or like target just cut, you know, just put a barrier between the credit card system and anybody. Like, isn't there an easy defensive mechanism for these things? There is an easy defensive mechanism. There is security programs. Security programs, it's, it's a lot of documentation, uh, policies, procedures uh, on what you actually do on a day-to-day -day basis to protect you and your company. Uh, the major barrier here is that cybersecurity for a long time uh, was not, um, a, a priority, uh, not in the USA as a country and not in businesses. Um, cyber hacks and cy um, cyber security has been around for a while. Hackers has been around for a while and cybercrime has been around for a while, but nobody actually prioritized to take care of it. It was always, oh, okay, so something got stolen and that's fine. And all of a sudden it blew up because we see real world consequences. consequences. We see no, um, no gas in the East Coast for a week because Colonial Pipeline went down for for a couple of weeks. Um, in Germany, something happened. A hospital uh, systems got hacked, uh, ransomware, and um, they are now investigating to see if because that uh, ransomware attack, because there were no available computers for a couple of days in that hospital, somebody might have died. So that's an actual real world casualty fr from cybercrime. And now we're trying and now we're trying to catch up. Um, the Biden administration comes out with a lot of rules right now and regulations of how to take care of cybersecurity. Um, insurance companies are paying a lot of attention now uh, for cybersecurity um, coverage. They're saying, well, 
this is not very safe. We're going to raise our rates if your company is not up to par with your cybersecurity program. Um, so right now we're starting to deal with it, but at, at the like in the past, um, we've we've neglected cybersecurity. And I think you just said it. That's an important point. I feel like a lot of companies, people, and huge companies even don't really do anything to prevent something unless it costs them more money, right? So by insurance companies raising the rates, I think a lot more companies will be receptive to being a little bit more on guard with their cybersecurity, right? Because they're gonna have to spend more on premiums. It, it's all business, it's all money, right? So if it costs you more money to, uh, to protect yourself from cybersecurity um, threats, you're not gonna protect yourself from cybersecurity threats. But if it costs you more money that if something happens, or your rates go up, then you're going to take care of that um, instead. So yeah, it's, it's all it's all money uh, related to money and expenses for a business. So right now it's becoming less expensive to have a good cybersecurity program. So that's why a lot of companies are moving forward to have a good cybersecurity program. Gotcha. Now I was curious, uh, the guy on Shark Tank, uh, Robert, I forget his last name, Robert Deerjack, or I forget how you yep. say his last name. That's supposedly how he made his big move in business, right? With some kind of cyber security. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not familiar with uh, him exactly. I know he exists. I've seen the show a couple of times. I um, mean, I know he made his fortune with uh, cybersecurity. I've never looked into exactly how he did that. Okay, I was just curious if he was a household name to cybersecurity people, but clearly he's more of a Shark Tank household. Yeah, he, he's. He's, he's above, you know, right now. He's doing his own multi-billion dollar things. Right, right. So how are you able to wiggle your way into this industry around all these big companies? What are you offering that maybe some of the big companies aren't? Well, uh, currently I work with for a, a registered investment advisor uh, called Mercer Advisors. Um, we, we do investment for people. And, and I'm, uh, as the VP of Information Security, I'm in charge of taking care of our employees, clients, and, and their money. Um, how I got to it was I just fell into it because I love technology and security, and I just started doing the role in companies that I was a part of. Um, they always gave me roles as IT manager or director of IT, and I said, well, somebody also needs to take care of the security side because it's very important for us, for our employees, and for our clients. Um, and then I just started doing uh, also, the security side, aside from um, just doing technology consulting or technology, uh, being an IT director or IT manager, um, and then I just continued on doing it. And now I'm, this is my full-time role as, as, as a VP of information security. Excellent. So you got a big position there and you're doing you have big responsibilities. So what is your long-term goal? Uh, what are you trying to do as a, as a person, a business? Well, uh, just continue developing my craft. It's, it's, there's a lot of things to learn always in technology and cybersecurity. It's, it's a key, it's a always changing world. It's moving in the speed of light. Um, so just do better, uh, learn, be learn a bunch of more things that I can learn um, and just develop and be better in what I do. Excellent. And it sounds crazy though, but I feel like the only way to learn is, is to see some kind of a breach in security, right? To see some kind of hack. Like there's only so much you can get ahead of. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. So the the goal is not to get hacked, but the bottom line is, and that's how um, we security people and security experts see it, you eventually something will happen. Somebody in your organization uh, will click a link. Somebody will forget, forget to reset their password. Somebody will use a simple password that they can 
uh, they can easily remember, but also somebody can easily guess. It's, it always happens um, as much as education that you can put in, as much as controls to mitigate those items you can put in, eventually that will happen. And then you move to like a, the second stage of, of cybersecurity and information security, which is incident response. How to minimize if something happens, how to minimize it as fast as you can so it, you would contain it and it wouldn't be a big problem for the business. So you're trying to your best not to get hacked, but you probably will in a certain point in time, but how would you keep that at bay? How would you keep it as small as possible and not let it uh, infest the entire organization? Mitigate the hack. Mitigate the hack. That's it. Well, you're protecting millions of dollars and, and probably tons of important people, but give us some more tips. I know you said you gotta be mindful of putting personal information out there, but I feel like with social media, Everyone's putting generally everything out there. Um, but what are the most crucial things um, in addition to not clicking on a link that you don't know, uh, not putting, I guess, too much personal information in the public eye? What are some other big mistakes people are making that uh, make themselves potential victims? Well, aside from, like I said, um, um, be careful of what you post in social media. And I, and I say be careful, I'm saying, some people say don't post on social media. And I, don't, and I don't say don't post on social media because I'm very active on my social media channels. I'm just saying be aware of what you're posting. Think about it as you're posting things on, on a bulletin board in the middle of the street. You don't post pictures of your kids there and, and you don't post their addresses there. So just, you know, be, like I said before, be mindful about it. Um, be careful of what you're clicking again. Uh, and with the third tip I have, um, which is very important is uh, if you have a bank account and, and other accounts online, um, please use what we call in the industry as multi-factor authentication. Multi-factor authentication is uh, your password is one factor of authentication. So you need to use two of them. And usually the second one is a text that you get to your phone and you need to enter like a six digit number on, on the platform you're using, or it's a push notification into one of the apps you already have. I would recommend always using the push notification um, because it's more safer. But if you have no choice, use the uh, use the, uh, um, um, the the text SMS uh, uh, authentication. Um, and the reason for that is I know passwords are complicated. You have to remember those passwords. So you're trying to simplify it. But by simplifying it, you're allowing other people like criminal hackers to guess your password. Um, if you have that extra layer of security, that text message the text message that gets sent to you, you're, you're more protected. Um, you don't need to uh, uh, worry about somebody just guessing your password. So, so it's a little, it's, it's, a, it's another layer of protection that will prevent people from hacking into your accounts. And the fourth one is use a password manager. If you use a password manager, there's a lot of them out there. Password managers automatically generates password for you and they automatically save them in a secure location on your computer. It's, it's encrypted. So nobody's gonna ever know what the password is. Um, and that's it, four, four basic tips. Uh, watch what you post on social media. Don't click on anything you don't know. Um, uh, use a password manager and, and use multi-factor authentication. And I know that multi-factor could have saved me many times. Yep, it, it's a simple add-on. Most platform, 90% of the platforms have that option to add and I would recommend everybody to have it, to add it. It's a, little, it's a little bit, it's another step of logging in, but it's, it's, it's a step worth taking. Listen, people, it's a pain in the ass, but do it. Do that extra step, two step, three step. 
It'll save you time, money, aggravation. I've been through it. And now I'm looking for multi-factors in everything I do. Is there a multi-factor <laughs> in this one? I'm always doing it. So take the time. It's worth it. And now if people want to reach out to you or learn more about your advice, do you have your own blog or your own website or something? Yeah, I have my own website. It's ronsharon.com, R-O-N-S-H-A-R-O-N.com. I'm always on LinkedIn. It's ron-sharon. And I have a, I'm also on Twitter. It's at real Ron Sharon. Can we have your password so we can get some inside information? <laughs> yeah, of course. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Perfect. And that's the real one, people, because he knows no one's going to try that. Nobody's going to try it. Well, it was great talking to you, man. You gave some really great tips. Uh, clearly, you're a cybersecurity expert and you're, you're, you're in charge of handling some really important uh, companies and people in the company. Um, so we appreciate your time and these tips because this, this is really going to be helpful. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Ron Sharon, thank you for letting us mind your biz. Thank you. Take care.